Welcome to It's About Payroll, folks. I'm your host, Brian Escobar, my partner. Walter William Duncan III. What's going on, Walt? I'm good, man. Awesome. Uh, good. I'm excited for this show. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm excited as well. We're going to talk about year-end tips as it's the season. It's just that time, right? Yeah. We talked about holiday last week. We're going to drop holiday episode today. And it, it's just the perfect time of year to talk about year-end practices, holiday stuff, all the good tips and lists and all the things and all the thought. Speaking about year-end, what do you think about year-end bonuses? You Do you think- like holiday bonuses and stuff? Yeah, well, they folks call it all kind of things. Your annual bonus, your holiday bonus, your year-end bonus. Like all around, I think year-end bonuses are good. It boosts morale. It's yeah. motivating for folks, right? It, it encourages maybe some loyalty. I might stay there. It's, it definitely promotes retention. I think it yeah. recognizes and rewards employees for their hard work, creates a positive space, right? I like yeah. these things. What do you think? I I think that's all well and good, man. But I think that is more, what you said is more catered towards the employee, and from the employer side of it, like you got to be mindful of the burden that it may create for the business, right? Like the financial strain that it may cause on budgets and especially for small businesses. And, and it doesn't, and it and you, by you giving those bonuses out, as we both know, that doesn't guarantee improved productivity, bro. It doesn't guarantee improved performance at all. You can get, how many bonuses, how many type of bonuses have been paid out to someone that has not been doing a good job in the, in the organization, but because the organization is trying to be fair, so oh, we're going to give this person a bonus, and they may not necessarily really deserve it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It can. I, I feel like it can lead to inequities and demotivate people. If not, if it's, especially if it's not oh, like if somebody got it that they don't think deserves it. Yeah, see, like, but, or, or, or that we know doesn't deserve it. You you have worked with somebody, and you cannot deny this, Brian. You yeah. have worked with somebody who got who's gotten a promotion, who's gotten a bonus, something, and you were like, "What? They got that? They're terrible." I know I have experienced that. Damn, this person—they've been messing crap up all the time, and they still got their bonus. I think still I think this? fair, but I think the I still believe in bonuses, and I think. It, it it just has to be what level set expectations right it has to be built properly like the way you pay them the what they're like it has to be crafted properly because you bring up good points but i still think it is a good it's a good tool used properly so you're, mean, for it. yeah, you're more for yeah it. for sure i think mm -hmm. yes i think definitely i'm all I, for them i i appreciate bonuses don't get me wrong i appreciate it. but man i think that businesses have it's funny because you're you now you're a business owner so you, you thinking different because there's no right there's no right i think at the end of balance. the day we both balance it, it's balanced yeah it's like yeah. either or especially when you're like how now we're thinking like a business owner and now he's well wait a minute pump your brakes it's not the solution all the time and he's right but i'm still a fan as an employee i still like my bonuses and i as a business owner i think you just have to build them properly you know what i mean so what's the conclusion then, Brian? It, it, it's a powerful tool, but it has a lot of, you're right, it has a lot of financial implications and you can consider other recognition methods might, that might work and that are more fair or more sustainable. But yeah. if, 
money talks and bullshit walks excuse my language so it's tough (laughs) like those other recognition programs like those are cool i think in addition to and that could be another sidebar at some point but yeah that's cool thank thanks for entertaining me episode is presented by time track go the simply better employee time clock software that is going to make your life easier the unique graphical employee time card helps you quickly identify and fix mistakes cutting your editing time in half so you can go on with your day time track go will not only save you time and money each week, but the easy to understand user interface and the ability to turn a tablet into a time clock will get you and your team up and going in just minutes. And now your hours can go to your favorite payroll systems, including Gusto, ADP Workforce Now, Paychex, and many more. Find out what a simply better solution can do for your business too. To learn more and sign up for a 14-day free trial, go to www.timetrackgo.com. That's T-I-M-E-T-R-A-K-Go.com. Or call 888-321-9922. Let's go. Sir. All right. Let's get to these tips, man. You want us? We have three sections for year-end tips. We have a section, beneficial tips for year-end items, navigating your nine-to-five versus year-end. And then we also have year-end pitfalls that we can discuss. So we have three different sections we can talk about. Let's get started with the year-end tips, and then maybe you can do those. Yeah, yeah. So this first one is long. Okay. All right. So beneficial tips for year-end. We prepare some items that folks to think about. Early planning seems to be like the recurring theme of a lot of things that we're talking about. We're recording. Awesome. And <laughs> yeah, just make it short because we were just talking about on our other show, on our other show, Safe Talk, which is a subscription only, folks. And we do that because it gets a little, we talk about sensitive subjects. This one was just year-end stress, but not, there are other episodes that we talk about things that are not comfortable and we want to be in a safe place. We want to be safe. So anywho, we were just and, and, and dealing with stress, same thing, plan early, start planning your year-end process well in advance. I believe I start thinking about year-end basically at the beginning of Q3, mm-hmm. I start thinking about year-end. So as you get it in road, I think about Fran too, Fran has, has all those checklists and things. Mm-hmm. And the tip is start planning. The reason is early planning allows for a smooth execution. You get to hopefully identify you have more time to identify the things right yeah the issues man yeah those the issues, issues earlier on yeah and keep the list keep it dynamic organic fluid a living document right because as you go through year end you're going to come up with other stuff that's oh crap i forgot about this yep. add it in real time yep. at real time add it in okay so yep. then for next year do your future self a, a favor Early planning. (laughs) The number two is data accuracy. Of course, we're data jockeys, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to keep our employee data accurate and up to date. Some of that piece is the employee too, because right, the employee has onus in this part. The employee Employee, self-service, if you have employee self-service, right? Even Mm -hmm. if not, they should be some type of communication you're having that they're updating and confirming their information. Yep, the employee, you as the employer, you yeah. need to make sure your the data is is good to go. Like from a standpoint that make sure you sometimes we get 
increases in rates, right? Mm -hmm. Like a rate may change for a certain tax. You want to make sure that your payroll software or payroll provider is updating that. Or if that's something that you have control over, you want to make sure that you're staying on task and on target by updating those by their applicable effective dates. So yes. if a new rate, if a new rate Stay was effective, yeah, yep. if a new rate was effective July one, but you didn't update it until ten one, mm-hmm. you're gonna owe something potentially on the for those new rates, right? Yeah, yeah. Effective dates are very important. Yep. Data accuracy covers all that. Number mm-hmm. three, compliance check. Make sure either you stay updated with the tax law changes, just like Walt just said, alluded to. Perfect segue, and insurance uh, and ensure. Not insurance compliance, but it could be insurance (laughs) compliance. You want to ensure compliance. Make sure you stay in compliance. Non-compliance causes penalties and legal issues. Oof, yes, it does. Number four. People will show up at your place of business and get ready to shut you down. Oh, yeah. They they, they knocked. They got the order. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not fun. That's happened. Or, well, not shut down, but audits. Like, people pop up and like, yep, audit, surprise audit. Anywho, but if you got your stuff in order and number four, if you reconcile throughout the year, you will be ready for these pop up audits. It won't matter. You'll be on you'll be on the spot ready. Regularly reconcile payroll records throughout the year. That is. Yeah, that's the name of the game. Right. And not even that, just not even just payroll, your data. There's data information. There's data checks that you can do. Right. Because the other side of this is how your HR data is entered. Remember the great Anita Latink wrote in her book, it all starts with a piece of HR data. Yep. All right. And reconcile throughout the year because this will minimize errors and make year end reconciliation that much easier. Yep. Number five, employee communication should be number one, really. (laughs) The tip is to communicate clearly with employees about year end process. Yes. I do. We Mm -hmm. dish. We should do this. Yep. That time, send a notice out, update your employee information. Mm-hmm. And the reason is to be transparent. You want to communicate and it helps avoid all the, oh, my W-2 got uh, mailed to the wrong address. Yeah. Well, you haven't updated your address in two years in the system mm-hmm. or a year. Assume last year's went to the right address. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was number five, employee communication. It goes both ways, but you want to, as the employer, it's our duty to start it to Uh engage number six technology utilization yes use it use technology don't be afraid of leveraging a payroll software for automation there's ancillary Uh softwares as well don't be afraid to build the technology the tech stack that you need to solve your problems yes okay it may not be the most elegant but it, if it solves, if it automates your world, it's worth it. Okay. Absolutely. And you do that until something more elegant comes. Because mm-hmm. if you've done it, believe me, somebody's paying attention and they're like, whoa, wait, the better solution is this. So don't be afraid to utilize technology. Yes. It definitely, again, with the right tech stack, it's going to help you reduce errors and save time. And that you can sell all day long. Yes. Number seven, the last one that I'll leave you with here is deadline awareness. This is absolutely crucial in year end. Think about if you're in payroll, 
those deadlines to get payroll processed for calendar dates before the year changes over, mm -hmm. before these balances reset, things like that you have to be aware of. The data will reset or could reset or you need to reset it. One of these things has to happen. So deadline awareness is key, right? Yeah, you don't want to miss a deadline. And again, Oof. missing deadlines, it becomes a money issue, penalties, yes. and you're out of compliance. Yep. These things are like, it's like a repeating theme in HR and payroll, right? Yes, absolutely. Compliance. Yes. And that was number seven, folks. And I'll pass it to Walt. Walt's going to help us as we navigate your nine to five versus year end. I'm very interested to hear about this. Yeah, so there's some notes here that, that weren't added that I'll add here, but basically okay. it's basically going through what your normal nine to five would be as a payroll professional, right? Okay. Your, your focus is going to be on the routine payroll payments, the salary payments, time tracking, benefit administration, regular. This is going to be regular and ongoing throughout the, the year. So no matter what, if you're on a weekly frequency, bi-weekly, you have multiple frequencies, semi-monthly, annual, semi-annual, whatever your frequency is, this is going to be going going on throughout the year. And you're going to be using your normal day-to-day -day payroll software and systems that you have in place to process those things. Gotcha. Year end is more so focused towards like tax reporting, W-2 preparation. If you have contract employees, like your finance team may produce uh, 1099s, depending on how that setup is, compliance review, the frequency, it, it can vary, but typically for a year end, it's on an annual basis with intensive work in that final quarter of the year, fourth quarter. And just for those of you who may be new in the payroll game or those of you who may be not in payroll and listening, there are four quarters in a year. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. All right. Each contain three months of the year. All right. And you're going to, you may use specialized year-end modules in the payroll software. So when these things come up, and you're say you're a payroll processor and you have to process payroll every week. When are you going to find the time to do the year end stuff? Mm. It's going to be on those days that you're not processing, right? You the year end stuff, there's been times Brian and I can attest to this where we've had to work on the weekends as oh, hourly yeah. employees. Yeah. We've been approved to work on the weekends. Say, hey, this yep. year end stuff needs to be done. I mm. need you to, for the next two weekends, mm. I need you to come, come in, in on the weekend yep. and knock yep. out these tasks for your assigned group yep. of schools, yeah. uh, businesses, or whatever payrolls that you have assigned to you, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to find the, a space. And we talked about this in Safe Talk, right? F finding uh, ways to get your work done, but also not overwhelm yourself. So yes. it's taking those breaks when needed. Yep. It's when you, if you're feeling like sluggish or like cloudy or foggy in your mind, take a break because payroll can be stressful. Year in is going to be stressful because yes. you have to not only make sure that people are getting paid correctly, you want to make sure that their W-2 is correct at the end of the year because mm -hmm. all, all if, if it's not, and you don't do this check uh, year end checklist stuff, you're going to find yourself doing a lot more adjustments, a lot more W-2Cs, a lot more yeah. corrections oh, gosh, than, you, I hate than, all than, you, than you would have ha had to do if yep. you would have done everything accordingly, right? You may have to work some OT. This is why in the past, Brian and I, and some of you still have this now, where you have blackout days, mm -hmm. blackout months, where you can pay mm -hmm. nobody on the team, unless, God forbid, you have an emergency, right. or, or heaven forbid, whatever you believe in, right? Yeah. Don't forbid that happens and 
you have to take some time off. But otherwise, hey, it's all hands on deck during this time. Yeah, we no vacation sure we during that done. time. Yeah. So you just want to balance that out. And it's something that we all have to do in the payroll industry. Eventually, you may be just starting out in payroll, so you may not have to worry about that because the higher level people in payroll may be working on that themselves, but it's something that you want to definitely consider. If I may interject real quick, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. just like with the OT and stuff and how to manage your your normal day throughout year end, Yeah, something that, and you may not want to do it right. Okay, I got to work late tonight. I got to work till eight. I got to work till seven or eight, not whatever, something like that. But hey, you normally eat dinner at six or you normally eat dinner at 530, like shortly after you get home, whatever that try to keep your dinner pattern, make sure you fuel up because you're not going to have a quality two hours, three hours if you skip a meal that you normally have during that time. But what if I overeat and I get the itis after I eat, man? Well, that's a good point. So (laughs) don't overeat. Yeah. But you need your fuel. You may need that. You may need to take an hour. If you work mm-hmm. late, if you plan planning to work late, you may need to take leave at five, go have dinner, relax, maybe take a walk back, get get your energy back up, be yep. mindful of what you're eating to avoid that. And that's it. I'm just I just remember a lot of times like not eating and then just burning out and oh man, I can't. And the landscape is a little different now, right? Because when we when I've had to do that, it was pre-COVID. When I was in those situations, having to come in on the weekend and do that, it it might be a little different for some of you who are in a hybrid position or fully remote position. You you might be able to have more wiggle room around those things. Like Brian said, you may have your own uh, space or your own office that you can go to. Brian's a perfect story because Brian will work in segments, right? So he'll finish his nine to five and there was something that he needed to do later he would go handle all his personal stuff and then jump back on at nine from nine to 11 at night, just two hours. And he would accomplish a lot of stuff. And everybody's in bed. Everybody's yep. quiet. Kids are asleep house in their room. Yep. House is quiet. He's okay. I can just knock this out. I've already done what I had to do in, the, in those four or five hours since I clocked out. Yep. And now I can just focus on this stuff. So that could be something that you can glean from, from Brian's example. Yeah, for sure. All right. You're in pitfalls. These are going to, when, when I discuss these things, you're going to see some reoccurring themes. It's like the opposite of what some of the things that Brian said at the top, the beneficial tips. Yes. So, it's worth repeating. Yes. Number one, insufficient prep, insufficient preparation, the yeah. pitfall, procrastinating year end preps, right? Year end preparation, the mitigation, develop a year round checklist and adhere to timelines. The the keynote in here about the mitigation, it says develop a year-round checklist Mm -hmm. and adhere to timelines. Like, why would I, why should I create, Brian, why should we create a year-round checklist to help us with the year-end stuff? Why? First thing I think of is how you do anything is how you do everything. So if just like we mentioned a few up here, if if you're doing year-end reconciliations and data checks and validations and audits then you're prepped, you're ready, right? The year end is going to be that much easier if you've been doing it all year long. You're just doing one more for the whole year. Yeah, gets you ready, basically, to answer your question. Keeps you ready. Number two, inaccurate reporting. The pitfall, failing to verify and correct inaccuracies in employee data. The mitigation, conduct regular audits 
and invest in data validation tools. So you wanna do some spring cleaning. You wanna do that data cleaning that make sure that your data is good. That means you run, you're running reports as an HR payroll professional to catch those things that should that maybe fell through the cracks. And somebody may, was overpaid or somebody is in the, is designated wrong. They should be hourly and they're designated as salary. They should be all-time eligible and their salary, their salary non-exempt, right? You want to make sure that you check all that stuff. So at the end of the year, the employees and the employer's portion are correct, yep. right? Number three, lack of compliance knowledge. Ooh, yeah. So ignorance Ignorance is bliss, right? So if, yeah, when if, it comes to payroll. <laughs> <laughs> so the pitfall is the ignorance of changing tax laws and compliance requirements. So this is really important, especially if you do your own payroll in-house as a small yeah. business or whatever. Or even if you're not a small business, you're medium sized, but you have an in-house setup. For yeah, your payroll, depending right? on how your setup is, yeah. And it, if you're... Your team is not aware of the changing tax laws and compliance requirements. Oof, you can yep. set yourself up for a lot of headaches, a lot of heartache down the road because sure. you may not have the right team in place. You may not have the right setup in place. And, and even still, even if you have a third party payroll provider, you still have to check their work as well. You still have to make sure that you're holding them accountable as well. So the mitigation in this is invest in ongoing training and utilize compliance resources. So if you're in a certain state, let's say you're in California and you know that California is always sending out updates, you may want to sign up to receive a newsletter or something like that, that you get updates about the changing landscape in the workforce out there, right? You might want to get those things, get those emails and get those notifications sent to you and your team so that you're on top of those things. Okay. And, and and most of that stuff is is free. You know, that you get those free updates, those free notifications and stuff like that. Don't settle for a lack of compliance knowledge, please. Yep. And then the last piece, poor communication. A lack, the pitfall here is a lack of communication, of clear communication with employees about year-end processes. The mitigation here is to establish a, a concise and clear communication plan and provide resources for employee inquiries. Any thoughts on this, Brian? Anything to add? No. No, I love I think it's great tips, man. We're covering all the bases here. Very well-rounded tips. Thank you, sir. All right. And that concludes the this episode of it's about payroll year and tips go check us out on our sites it's about payroll.io check out it's about your paycheck.com we're your hosts brian escobar walter william nothing the third happy Sorry. holidays halloween's coming up yeah happy holiday it, we're in the it, season year end it, it's a spooky season <laughs> spooky season. Year <laughs> end like, are spooky. you a fan are you a fan of halloween I've never really, I, I didn't really get into it until I got older. Oh, yeah. But yeah, as a kid, you would think, but I grew up in a very religious home, so they didn't really oh, celebrate strict. the holiday. Ah, okay. So I didn't get into it until I was older. But very now, like, I'm okay. Yeah, like, like, it's all right. I love the candy part of it. I do not really, I don't really <laughs> dress up or anything like that. Um, yeah, it can but, be fun. It depends. Yeah. It can be fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, all right, folks. Enjoy. Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us and have a good one. Peace. Right. We love you. Peace.